What's up, everybody? I'm Bob Walters. This is Locked Up Sports. The Rangers continue to stay unbeaten out of the All-Star break with a seven-goal offensive explosion last night at the Garden. There's breaking news out of Kansas City. We'll give you the latest on the Chiefs' victory parade shooting. St. John's tournament hopes are fading fast. I'll tell you what I think they need to get into the tournament. And the Knicks hit the All-Star break just at the right time. All that and more coming up next. Locked Up Sports. What's up, everybody? I'm Bob Walters. This is Locked Up Sports inside the Brian Gunzel studio. We start with breaking news today out of Kansas City. Two juvenile suspects have been charged in connection with Wednesday's mass shooting at the Chiefs Super Bowl parade. The two suspects, they're not being named due to their ages. They're both juveniles. They're being held on gun charges and resisting arrest charges. More charges are expected to come, in, whether it be later today or probably the, later this week or early next week, I should say. is Today is Friday. So let's start right there. Um, as you all know by now, unless you've been living you know, under a rock, there was a shooting at the Kansas City Chiefs parade. Tw- uh, 22 people were injured. There was one that was killed. It was a 42-year-old uh, ra- local radio DJ out there in Kansas City, and they arrested three people. They, they detained three people the day of the the parade, the day of the incident. They detained three people. Later that night, they got rid. They they released one who they I guess they determined wasn't connected to the to the shooting. And now the other two were being held without charges. They have now just filed charges in a Missouri courtroom. And listen, these these are their kids. They're kids, right? What are you doing with guns at the parade? And listen, Missouri, I'm not going to get into a whole thing. Missouri is a, is a very lax gun control state. Uh, they're one of the, you know, they're a Republican state. They're very lax on gun control. It's very easy to get a gun. That's besides the point. We don't know where these guns came from. We don't know what the dispute was. Apparently, it wasn't to go to the the, the parade and shoot up the parade. That wasn't the plan. I, uh, supposedly what it sounds like is that it sounds like these two had some kind of dispute. They ran into each other at the parade and, you know, it escalated and, and somebody's and one of them pulled out a gun. The other one pulled out a gun and they both started firing in a, in a crowd of a million people. Kansas City is a city of 400,000 people, 400 plus thousand, I think 420,000. There was a million people at this parade, which means there was more than double the population of the city in this area watching the parade, the parade, the, the ceremony was going on as the shooting took place. You also saw the video now. Um, the guy that, that tackled them. I mean, you listen, you got to take some balls. Guy run, kid running with a gun. You, you jump on top of him, you tackle him. Good, good for that guy. Um, I'm sure, you know, it's going to end up working out for him in the long run. You know, he's going to, he's going to get the gig. He's a hero. You should get the key to the city. And I'm sure he will. But what are these kids doing? Like, I, I, I'll never understand the, the gun thing. And, and it's pointless to even sit here and talk about gun control because nothing happens. People take the something that was written in the Constitution, uh, you know, 300-something years ago, and they take it literally word for word. And I get it. Some things in the Constitution apply today. Some things do. Listen, guns are technology. That 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 stuff has changed. They were talking about militias and and fighting against the government. Listen, you know, I don't care how many guns you have. You're not fighting against the government with your guns. I promise you. 
I promise you that. And you know what? They they said that you know a lot of a lot of the thing is a uh, we need good guys with guns to stop bad guys with guns. Well, there was eight hundred police officers at the parade. 800, 800 good guys with guns, two bad guys with guns, and 22 people got shot. Somebody's dead. Somebody went to the Chiefs parade to celebrate the Chiefs parade, the Super Bowl championship, and got killed because these two idiot kids had some kind of fight or argument and started shooting each other. And of course, it's like drunk driving. Of course, they didn't get hit. Neither one of them hit it. I mean, they, they clearly weren't trained with the guns. 22 people got shot, except the people they were shooting at. Come on. And listen, kid, kids, are kids are just not, they're, they're dumb. Over here, I'm by the 7 train in, in Queens. Every 7, almost every 7 train between 2 o'clock in the afternoon and 7 o'clock at night. As it goes by, as it pulls up to the station, has kids running on top of the subway train. Running around. Train surfing, they call it. It's so bad that they have announcements inside the train about not to train surf and how it could kill you. I've seen kids talking about it. I've asked them. I've been like, one kid looked at another kid just a couple weeks ago. Looked at him. I was standing there on a crowded subway train. He looked at the other kid. He goes, you going up today? You going up? The kid's like, no, no, I'm not going up. And I was like, how stupid do you have to be to go up there? I go, why would you ever do that? And the kid looks at me and he's like, oh, well, we don't, we don't do it. We don't do it. I said, I just watched you ask him, you going up today? So clearly you do it. You don't got to lie to me. You know, you, and then the police, I've talked to police about it. Police have told me that they've arrested kids where their friend died like three weeks before. Kids are dying here from this thing. And that, that just showed like, listen, they're not all there. Kids, are, we all did stupid stuff when we were kids. We all did stuff that could probably have gotten us killed, right? Every one of us. We all made it through. Some of us didn't, though. You know, we all got lucky. And now these two kids have killed somebody. They've thrown their lives away because they're looking at it now 25 years. And it's just, it's, a, it's a, something totally useless, um, I, whatever the argument was, I'm sure, and you know, you can guarantee it was something stupid. You can guarantee it wasn't. It was, you know, probably over a girl or drugs or money, like nothing real serious. Because even if it was money or drugs, it wasn't serious amounts. They're kids. They're under eighteen, and you know they're going to charge them as adults. There's no way they're going to get away with being charged as juveniles when they when twenty two people got hit. So just an all around an all around bad thing. It's we there, there's been already. Where it? What is it? It's February sixteenth. February sixteenth. That means we've had what 31, 40, 47 days, right? Roughly forty six, forty seven days in the year so far. That's it. There's five thousand deaths related to guns. Five thousand forty seven days. There's 50 mass shootings. 50 mass shootings, 47 days. All I'm saying is, listen, there's clearly an issue. And I get it. Mental health is a problem. Mental health is definitely a problem. But gun, gun, more guns are not the answer. Definitely not the answer. So 
And like I said, I'm not going into the whole thing. Most of you that watch this know my political leanings. And if you didn't, you do now. Because it's ridiculous. I can carry a gun. I'm a correction officer. I don't carry a gun. And and the, a lot of these inmates will be like, oh, I can't believe you don't carry a gun out in the, in the bar. I don't take it out with me. Because I don't need it. I made it 40 years without a gun or 35 years without a gun. I leave my gun at home. You know, if someone breaks into my house, I go, maybe. But how often does that happen? I mean, come on. So anyway, you know, that, that, that's that. Uh, the, the parade, uh, the, 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 the Super Bowl is over now. Uh, Andy Reid has decided that he's coming back. He, he's going to come back for next year at least. He's going for the three-peat. I guess it makes sense. I, I mean, I had said a bunch of times before that I thought he was going to retire if he won. But you know what? If you win two in a row, I, I see where he's coming from. He wants to come back. He wants to give it a shot at three. Three is tough. Three does not happen very often three, in any sport. And, you know, they're, they're favorite. They could have to, they're actually, the Niners are actually favored to win the Super Bowl in the early odds or whatever, the, you know, whatever kind of stock you put into that already for next year, the, the odds. But uh, as far as the game went, I told you that, that I, I thought Shanahan taking the ball first in overtime was a mistake, okay? I thought that he should have taken the ball second. You wanted to see what you can... You knew that Patrick Mahomes was going to take it down and score, it and score a touchdown. You just got you got to assume that at least. And if you stop him short, it's just a plus, right? You could just say, okay, now it's a plus. But you got to basically say, we think he's going to go in and score. And he did. Now, at least if you get the ball second, you have four chances. And I know the deal where where... Whoever gets it first also gets it third, and then it's sudden death. I don't even want to go to sudden death. I probably would have taken it second and went for two if to try and win, win it. Win it right there. Give me three yards. Give me, give me, give me three yards. Give me one chance at three yards to win or lose the Super Bowl because I don't think we could stop Patrick Mahomes. So that that and and I think that was a crucial crucial mistake by Shanahan. And and now some of the guys heard something yesterday. I'm going to play it for you right now in a minute. It's it's the audio. Now I'm going to play this for you. It's the the first thing you're going to hear is it's going to be Andy Reid talking with Patrick Mahomes on the sideline right before he goes out for the coin toss. So they're going to say, okay, you know who's who who gets the who gets to call it? What do you want to do? You'll see that Andy Reid wants to, wants to he doesn't want the ball. He wants it second. Okay, so he says, okay, which way do you want me to kick? Then he goes out there. Then there's the coin flip. You'll see, you'll hear the Niners call it. The Niners win it. Then it comes back, and it says, you hear Shanahan say, we want the ball, we want the ball. Then you'll hear Patrick Mahomes runs back to the sideline saying, okay, they wanted it. They wanted it. We got what we wanted anyway. We lost the toss. We got what we wanted. Then you'll hear the, the 49ers, somebody on the 49ers, I'm not sure who it is, Say he doesn't know the rules. He doesn't know the rules. It confirms everything, all the reports that, that, that's been going on. Now, here, here it is. I'm going to play it for you right now. Just listen up. Remember, the first thing is Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes. Then it goes to the coin toss, and then it flips back and forth. You'll hear Shanahan say, we want the ball, and then you'll hear the 49ers talk about how they don't understand the rules. Now, here it is. Do you want to kick it? We want the ball, Fred. 
San Francisco, you are still the visitors. What is your call? Tails again. He called Tails again. It is Tails. You want the ball? Which way do you want to kick? We're going to kick that way. San Francisco will receive first and overtime. Good luck, gentlemen. They want it. They want the ball. They want it. Hey, they want it. They want it, baby. We want them to have the ball. They want it. They can have it. Hey, even if we score a touchdown, they still get the ball. I didn't know that. So we got what we wanted, and you heard right there, right before the last line, where where the the special teams coach said that for the Chiefs said we got what we wanted. We we, we lost the toss. We still got what we wanted. San Francisco's talking about they didn't know. They thought that the, if they scored first, they put it in the end zone. It's a, it's a, it's game over because that's what it is the whole uh, regular season until the playoffs. This is the first time it's ever happened that this rule's been implemented, that it's been an overtime playoff game. And listen, it's, uh, it, I don't know how you could go into that. I mean, listen, you're an NFL, co- these NFL coaches are meticulous with their preparation. They are notorious for spending 16, 17, 18 hours a day in the office just going over every little thing, every little thing, and to not have your team ready just in case. I mean, it, it, it's, it's really a bad look for Shanahan. It's a bad look. And you know what? It's a bad look for the players, too, because they should know, too. Now, I, I wasn't, I, as soon as they said it, a lot of people also, I, I remembered, okay, that's right. I forgot they're doing it different in the playoffs. I said to myself, so, okay. But a lot of people also out there thought that they didn't understand that the clock was running down. Like, oh, the clock's running down. They had to hurry. He said, that the referee said right there, we're starting a new game. Which means even now they don't take, they don't take. So the the clock runs out. It's just the end of the first quarter, right? You just started a new game. The referee said it. He said it multiple times. That uh, you heard the announcers talking about it. We're starting a new game. So if you're starting a new game and the first fifteen minutes run out, it's the end of the first quarter. What happens at the end of the first quarter? Nothing. You switch sides. Whoever has the ball still keeps the ball. So the the clock was irrelevant. They have to have a clock because they have to have a clock because it runs with the play clock and whatnot. So there's going to be a clock, but you could ignore the clock, basically. And people didn't get that. The whole thing was was really fascinating. Now that we're like a wee almost a week out from it and then digging into it. And listen, Andy Reid had his team prepared. Shanahan didn't know what to do. He didn't do the right thing. And his team wasn't prepared. And shame on the players and even more shame on Shanahan. How many Super Bowls are you going to get to? He's now 0-2. He's lost to the Chiefs twice. Twice. He's going to be ruined ruined that that day and that decision for the rest of his life if he never gets back. He might not ever get back there. It's rare that you get back there twice. So, you know, we'll we'll see how that works out. He's a good coach. His father was a good coach. His father's a Hall of Famer. Back to back. Mike Shanahan's an all-time coach. But Andy Reid, you know, Andy Reid had him ready, and and Mahomes, and that was um, it was Kelsey running down the sideline when you heard him say, uh, "They want it, they could have it. They want it, they could have it." That was Kelsey, and it ended up working out. And what happened? You know, they kicked the field goal, they gave it back to Mahomes, right down the right down the field, right into the end zone, game over, Super Bowl over, World Series, uh, World Series. Listen to me. World champions for the second straight time, third time in four years. They go for a three-peat next year. 
And I'm not betting against them. I told you I'm not betting against them. I'm not. I'm just not doing it. Now, last night we had the Rangers. Rangers, one of the hottest teams in the NHL. Okay, they 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 kind of skidded into the All Star break, not playing great hockey, not playing the best hockey, but not playing bad. They've come out of it now, red hot, red hot. Last night, yeah, Jonathan Quick back in the net. He played excellent. The Kreider with uh, his sixth. Kreider got his sixth hat trick of his career. Okay, he's now got 27 goals. Kreider's headed towards another 30, 30, 35 goal season. He's an, he, we've said this before, he's an all-time ranger. They got uh, Zabanajad got a goal last night. Capo Caco got a goal last night. Trocek got a goal last night. Uh, Adam Fox, who, and listen, Adam Fox is probably the most unnoticed superstar in the NHL. Probably the most unnoticed superstar in all of New York sports, Adam Fox. Because he doesn't light up the scoreboard. He's not scoring goals. He's just solid on defense. He has a million assists. He's got like 40 assists. He had another three assists last night. He does it every single night. And he is going to go down. He's, he's Brian Leach. He's Brian Leach-esque. He doesn't score as much. He doesn't put as much offense. Of, he doesn't put as much pucks in the back of the net as Brian Leach. But he is every bit the defenseman. He is every bit involved in the offense that Brian Leach was. He just doesn't score. He passes it. And Zabanajad getting a goal last night was was big because he's been on a bit of a, a drought. He doesn't. He like the, the Rangers, and I know it's it's been happening forever, and it probably happens every everybody with their hockey team thinks that they don't shoot the puck enough, right? What's the one thing you hear at a hockey game when you go shoot the puck, shoot the effing puck? People yelling it all over the place, and a lot of times they're wrong. Okay, <laughs> okay, they're wrong. The guys on the ice are making the right play. The Rangers just they pass it. They try to get too fancy. Tic-tac-toeing around. Just put it on net. You play in Montreal. The Rangers Rangers scored. Rangers were midway through that second period, and they were getting outplayed on every aspect of the game. They were down one nothing. They were getting outplayed. They were getting out-hustled. They weren't looking crisp. They weren't sharp. They, just nothing was going right. And then just out of nowhere, four goals in about four minutes in the middle of the, the, the second period, and they never looked back. The third period, it was just back and forth scoring. Quick played well. He didn't play his great best game, but he played well enough to win. Montreal's not a good team. The Rangers now have an eight-point lead in the, in, the, in the division, which is their largest of the season. They have a six-game win streak, which is their largest of the season. And, it's, and they're playing very, very good hockey right now. Very good hockey. They are one of the hottest teams in the NHL. And you know what? It, listen, now they got the Islanders on Sunday. The Islanders on Sunday at the MetLife Stadium. I, I, I'm not a fan of the of the outdoor the stadium series. Listen, it's I think it, I think it's played out for one. Okay, two. I think hockey's an inside game. I get it. Listen, we all grow up playing hockey outside NHL hockey and hockey at levels of this kind of caliber, professional college. Collegiate, all time. It's an indoor game. Basketball is an indoor game, right? You don't play basketball games outside. When you start playing the pros and stuff, they play them inside. Because you play in the gym. Hockey, you play at the rink. It's an inside thing. Don't have games outside. First of all, one, there's not a good seat in the house. Now, I think Giant Stadium or Med MetLife, whatever it is, is probably better suited for it than the baseball stadiums because the baseball stadiums are shaped weird differently. You know, um, MetLife is just an oval, so you're kind of going to have the, the ice in the middle of the, the football field. But still, it's tiny. 
Yeah, it goes from like the the forty to the. It goes from like the thirty to the thirty, and you got eighty thousand people. You got to pack into that building. The majority of which are going to have terrible seats. You're up in the corner of the end zone. It's some garbage seats. You're not going to be able to see anything. And they go for high prices, the tickets, and they wear these special jerseys. The Islanders jersey, actually, I, I saw uh, Boomer and Geo this morning. Geo was wearing the Islanders jersey. I actually like the Islanders jersey. Rangers, and uh, I haven't seen the Rangers jersey yet, but I'll tell you what, I, I guarantee it has some kind of Statue of Liberty thing on it, right? <laughs> no, I can do without it. The original six should not change their jerseys ever for anything. It's like the Yankees. The Yankees shouldn't be changing their jerseys either. But the other problem I have is it is now towards the end of February, okay? They've been playing this season since October. So it's now October, November, December, January, February. We are five months into the season. Sunday is the first Islander Ranger game. What, what are we doing? Why does it take so long? Why do I have to wait five months to see the Rangers play their crosstown rivals, the Islanders, who are they're in the division, right? It's not like, oh, they're on a different conference like the Giants and the Jets, Mets and Yankees. They're in the same division. You shouldn't be five months into any season and playing a division rival for the first time that season. And they only play them like two or three times. Like, what are you doing, NHL? It's almost like sometimes they just, they, they don't want to get any more popular. Like, like, no, we're happy. We're happy being fourth, little, low ratings. Hockey's the best, one of the best sports out there. It's by far the best live. The playoffs, there's nothing like it. Islander Ranger games, nothing like it. And I got to wait five months to see the first one. And I only get two or three of them. And one of them's got to be at MetLife Stadium. Come on. I like Gary Bettman. I do. I think he's a good commissioner. But let's get, let's get with the program here. You're trying. You are the fourth sport for a reason. It's like they try not to, not to grow. So there's that. The, um, the Rain Islanders are playing okay. They got Patrick Wye. He's, you know, he's trying to, to steer the ship in the right direction. They played okay under him. But um, like I said, first game, Islanders-Rangers, MetLife Stadium, 80,000 will be there. I've never gone to the outdoor games, and I have zero interest in going. Zero. I'm not paying $150 to sit in the corner of the end zone. I wonder what the get-in price is for, for that game. It's, it's got to be probably, let's see. I'll tell you right now. I'll tell you right now what the get-in price is for the Islanders-Rangers. Let's see. Let's see. Uh, New York Rangers. Okay, 3 o'clock Sunday, MetLife Stadium. Okay, so you can sit in row 23 in the upper corner of the end zone. And it's going to cost you, for a pair of tickets, it's going to cost you 80 bucks a ticket. 80 bucks. I'm looking at the picture, the view. It's terrible. It's terrible. I'm not paying 80 bucks. And listen, you, you pay a, a double or triple that and you go see them at the garden. But I'm not paying 80 bucks to go sit in the corner of the end zone, row 23. No thanks. I, I don't even think they're great on TV, these outdoor games. But for some reason, they're popular. It's something different. I guess people like it. Uh, not me. Count me out. So that game is Sunday. That is Sunday. Uh, now let's move with the Knicks. So let's go to the Knicks real quick. Uh, 
Knicks hit the All-Star break, and the All-Star break has come right at the exact right time for the Knicks. They've lost four in a row. They just lost to Orlando by, what, 18 points, 20 points. The Knicks, uh, the, listen, they got nobody playing. Everybody's hurt. Knicks, for the last, I'd say, week, two weeks, have had Bronson and nobody else. And they've dropped four in a row. The Knicks are now in fourth place in the East. They were 33 and 22. 33 and 22. So they're still 11 games over 500 heading into the All Star break, which is good. We'll take that. We, any of us would have taken that. But they are, they got the Sixers who are a game back there, and the Knicks are a game and a half behind the Bucks. So now the Bucks have, have kind of stretched it out to a game and a half. You got the Sixers right on your tail. The Cavalry's got to come back, all right? right? Reinforcements have got to be, they got to get healthy. The Knicks have got to get healthy. There's, there's reasons for the Knicks to be very optimistic heading into this shortened second half because it's only like 25 games. It's not really truly a second half. It's only 25 games. It's a sprint to the playoffs. But the Knicks got to get healthy if they want to do something. And they're, they're a team that can do something this year. We could have a deep run by both the Rangers and the Knicks, 94-esque. Let's hope it's like 94 at least. 94-esque type run by the Knicks and the Rangers, and that's a great spring. A great spring. Because we know the Mets aren't going to be any good. So hopefully we can get a spring and we can get the Knicks and the Rangers into June. But the Knicks got to get healthy. The Knicks got to get healthy. I mean, listen, the Cavalry's coming back, but they got to come back quick. They don't, don't want to drop in now to, fit, to fifth place. You went from possibly being second in the conference, if you played well, to now dropping to fifth because the injury bug has killed you. That that's that's the risk they have. Now listen, there's there's reasons to panic if you're Knicks fans as well. Like I just gave you some reasons. Look, they're gonna be good. Like I said, the injuries. Brunson is is working hard to score points now. He's getting banged up in these games. He's scoring 30 a game every night. Great. But he's working hard and he's getting them in losses now, too. Okay? The new pieces, the the, the new trade people that they that they got in, Bogdanovich and Burks. Good players on the offensive side. Terrible on defense. The Knicks have been terrible on defense. Randall with Randall being out. Bogdanovich is nowhere to be found on defense. Burks is nowhere to be good. Nowhere to be found on defense. You gotta play defense in the playoffs. I know the NBA doesn't play much defense, but you gotta be you gotta you gotta you gotta play defense. And the Knicks have played no defense, giving up a lot of points lately. And that's not that's atypical of a of a Tom Thibodeau team. And that's what the Knicks have been, been doing. So, listen, I like DiVincenzo. I think he's a good player. But is this, is this a, a, is he really this player? Is he this good? Over the last eight games, he's averaging 26 points, four rebounds, four assists. He's basically filled the role of Randall almost. But is this, can he keep it up? Now, I think he can. I watched him at Villanova for a long time. He's played, he's a good ball player. But that's a, that's a big if, if the Knicks can do that. So we'll see. Precious Achua has really stepped up. He's played really well. I think the Knicks have found something with him. He's, he's averaging 10 rebounds a game. He's getting a double-double. He gets 13 points, 10 rebounds, averaging a double-double. That's been a big plus. The Knicks are going to come out. You got, you got a couple guys now in the All-Star game. You got Brunson playing. I, I almost wish Brunson wasn't playing. And, and he, listen, he deserves every, every bit to go and play because he deserves to be an all-star and he's one of the better players in the league. But you'd almost like to see him get a couple, couple days rest, right? 
He's going to be involved in, in tonight. They got the three-point, the dunk, whatever's going on. Then they got the game on Sunday or, you know, or it's tomorrow night and then it's Sunday. So, Brunson, just take it easy, right? Take it easy. We're going to need you in the second half in these last 25 games. And if you're the Knicks, you want to get that third spot. Because you don't want to be in the 4-5 series because you could lose that very easily. You want to be at least in the 3-6. Be the three seed. Get the six seed. You'll probably advance. And then you take it from there. I think they could go to the conference finals. I think they could possibly even, if all the chips fell right, and they, they played their game and they got a little lucky, they could find themselves in the finals. Now, would they win the finals? No. I don't think they're even going to get to the finals. But if everything kind of lined up for the Knicks, you never know. They could find themselves in the finals. The other basketball team, the St. John's, Listen, St. John's is now falling and falling fast. St. John's, since they, since they beat Villanova, what was it now, two weeks ago? They beat them by 20. They swept the season series against Villanova. St. John's has lost four or five. They're ninth in the conference. They have a six and eight conference record. They're 14 and 11 overall. They are not in the tournament right now. St. John's, that, game, that loss to Providence the other night was a big, big loss. Why? Providence is also a bubble team. It would have been a good road win for St. John's. They went, they lost the game. Now they're even further. Joel Lenardi, ESPN bracketologist, has them out. He has them as the 69th, uh, no, I'm sorry, as Villanova as the first team out. St. John's is the fifth team out he's got. He doesn't even have them in that first four out. So St. John's now has now dug themselves a hole. They're going to have to win a couple games in the Big East tournament. It's basically taken to the bank. They're going to be playing on the first day, which is you don't want to play on the first day. Okay, it's going to be Villanova against uh, DePaul and St. John's against Georgetown is what it's going to be. DePaul has no wins in the in the conference. Georgetown has one win. So those two teams are, are clear and clearing away the two worst teams in the conference. St. John's is the next team. Like, come on, it started out so promising. St. John's always starts out pretty promising. They get you, they get you engaged in the season, then the bottom falls out, and that's what, exactly what has happened here. Exactly. And you know what? If they don't get to at least probably Thursday, the quarterfinals of the Big East tournament, they can, they can might as well just punch their ticket for the NIT now. Because that's what it's going to take. They're going to have to get to Thursday. They're going to have to win two games in the Big East tournament if they want to get to, if they want to get a, a bid into the NCAAs. And they're already looking at Dayton. Right? You're looking... You, you, if you get in, you're looking square in the face of Dayton in the first four, which is not in the tournament. I told you last week, I don't count that as in the tournament. Don't count it at all. So St. John's really got to get their act together. We got to get things moving. Um, we have a couple of announcements to make. I'm going to give you the announcements. We got a couple big announcements as we hit our two-year anniversary this weekend. We'll be back right after this. So on the other side, big announcements. Stay tuned. We'll be back right after this. Hey, this is Sarah Walters, wife of Locked Up Sports host Bob Walters. I love a good cocktail, but I'm certainly no mixologist. And these days, who has the time to go out and get the latest fancy craft cocktails? Luckily, there's a delicious solution that even I can make. It's called Camp Craft Cocktails. All I have to do is add my favorite spirit, put it in the refrigerator, and three days later, I have the perfectly infused, flavorful, refreshing cocktail. Camp Craft Cocktails have many varieties, and go great with any type of spirit. These cocktails are perfect to serve at parties and make a great gift as well. 
to get your choice of Campcraft cocktails delivered right to your door, head on over to our partner Vouch at vouch.store slash locked up sports and pick up some of the individual jars or one of the many bundles available. Campcraft cocktails are just one of the many great items available at the Locked Up Sports Vouch store, where everything is vouched for by the Locked Up Sports team. I wouldn't trust my husband's pick for the big game, but when it comes to cocktails, he knows what he's talking about. The Vouch website is vouch.store slash lockedupsports, or you can click the link to the Vouch store on the show's website, lockedupsports.net. Cheers. This is Bob Nightingale from USA Today. You're listening to Locked Up Sports. All right, welcome back, everybody. Welcome back. Speaking of these co- um, Camp Craft cocktails, a lot of people ask me, what is what are these things? What are they? Does it come with the booze? What is it? Well, here it is right here. Here's one of them right here. This is the pineapple jalapeno. It's got pineapple, lime, jalapenos, citrus infused and what it is is it, if you see it's like it's almost like a dried up fruit and sugar and everything you add the you add uh, booze to this you put it in your fridge two to three days you can there is a way to speed up the process if you want and when you pull them out they're, they're fantastic i know listen i know it doesn't look like much here if you look but they are fantastic. I, we had one the, just the other day, it, it, and it makes a lot. It makes a lot. You could also infuse it twice, so you, it's it's you get to fill this thing up twice. It's worth it. I'm telling you, it's worth it. Here's this is another one. This is the old fashioned. The old fashioned has let's see, it's got orange, cherry, bitters infused, and uh, vegan sugar. Listen, they're fantastic. We're gonna give these two away. I haven't figured out how yet. I'm going to come up with something, right? We're going to give these two away on our two-year anniversary show coming up uh, tomorrow, I believe. Tomorrow is Sunday with Brett. So we're going to do that uh, two years. Two years from tomorrow, our first show was. It's our two-year anniversary, so I, I can't believe it's been two years. Put up hundreds of shows now, and then just the growth that we've had in the show and everything. I want to thank everybody for watching it, anybody that's done anything. And if you haven't left us a review yet, please leave us a review. You know, go over to YouTube or Apple Podcast is probably the best place to leave us reviews. You could also leave them on our website. Just go to the website, lockedupsports.net, lockedupsports.net, and leave us a review. Even if you don't like it, leave the review. You know, at least then we'll know what to work on. Um, we got two guests coming, confirmed. One, as you know, about a month ago, I said, Sean Marash, Sean Marash, WFAN, Sean Marash, coming on. He, he never came on. It, it was, it, listen, he's been busy. To his to for to his credit, he's been busy. He has kept in touch with me. He's apologized multiple times. He's coming on this week. It's a done deal. He's coming on. It's gonna probably be. It's gonna be next week. Uh, not the show tomorrow or Sunday. It's gonna be next week. Next week's show. Also, Chuck Everson. Chuck Everson is a member of the Facebook group. If you're in the Facebook group, he runs a Biggie's podcast. He was a member. He was the center on the '85 Villanova championship team. The only the, the true. The true Cinderella that went the whole way and wanted the eight seed. Uh, Rory Massimino was the coach. So we're going to have him. He's got some great stories. I see him at the Big East tournament all the time. I contacted him. He's, he's been in our Facebook group for six months. Um, like I said, he posts about his. He runs a Big East uh, podcast. Check that out. Uh, it's, it's, it's the best Big East podcast around. So Chuck Everson 
and Sean Marash both going to be here next week. So we got we got those big announcements, big guests coming up as always. Two years it's been, two years. Hopefully we got a lot more. Hopefully we get a lot bigger. And listen again, thank you again to everybody. We'll see you tomorrow or Sunday. I don't know yet. I don't, I don't know if it's going to be tomorrow or Sunday. With me and Brett, we got to get our schedules together. One of these two days, we'll be here with our two-year anniversary show. Thanks for watching, everybody. And again, breaking news that they have charges have been filed against two juveniles in Kansas City in connection with the, the shooting at the parade. They've charged them with gun charges and resisting arrest. Further charges are coming. Murder charges are coming. So, you know, there was that whole thing. So have a good day, everybody. Enjoy your Friday night. We'll talk to you this weekend. I'm Bob Walters. See ya.